I'm your host, Louis. Today on our podcast, we are glad to present the CEO and founder of Udongo Detergents Company, Zambia and South Africa, Barbara Kalima Pili. Welcome to the African Pod, Barbara. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure to be on this podcast. I'm glad to hear that. Well, before we get started, Barbara, I'd just like to have a conversation with you over your start as an entrepreneur. So what got you inspired on this journey as an entrepreneur? Yeah, you, you will not believe it, Leando. Um, there's so many things and uh, so many people who inspired me to start this journey of entrepreneurship. Um, I studied economics uh, at the University of Zambia and also um, development studies. And uh, reading through some of the issues that um, were being taught about why Africa is where it is and why it's underdeveloped, and just the poverty around us really uh, began to make me feel that I needed to do something about it. And then when I finished university, um, I got in touch with uh, a Catholic Jesuit priest, Father Pete Henriot. He was such an inspiration because um, this is a priest who taught me about the... um, Seven key principles of the social teachings of the of the Catholic uh, the Catholic Church, and one that I particularly particularly like is uh, the one that uh, talks about the right uh, to life and um, responsibilities. It talks about that people have a right to life and um, its necessities, and that uh, they have a responsibility to also respect the rights of others and work for the common good. So, you know, from there, I began to think about what is really my role as, um, you know, a human being on this earth to really protect the rights of others and support uh, others as well. But more recently, you'll be intrigued to hear that uh, whenever I go to dinners and uh, social gatherings with friends and family, they always um, ask me about what I do, and I tell them about the charity work and some of the other things that I do. And, um, you know, a lot of them would say, wow, that's really great to know. But, um, you know, and they would be boasting about their booming careers in uh, advertising, banking, law, and mm-hmm. and the creative arts. Uh, and it just gives me that sense of frustration that um, they don't somehow, you know, mm-hmm. see the unfair and unjust world that we're living in and that everybody has a responsibility to to make a difference. So really, you know, every day I'm, I'm intrigued by all the things around us and I'm determined to, to work hard to make a difference. I see. Well, you did speak of empowerment and with your company, you have empowered over 400 women and 100 youth. Yes. What do you see as your ultimate goal and what goals have you set for yourself? And not only that, what else can be done to see you achieve that goal? Yeah, so when, when, when we talk about empowerment and particularly empowerment of women, the goal that I've set myself uh, for in this world is that uh, I would like to see more and more women and young girls uh, taking up their, their rightful places in society mm-hmm. as change makers. And um, in my view, I think it requires building 
uh, agency, what is called agency, uh, which is nothing but, you know, the ability and, and the capacity to for them to make their own decisions and choices and, and the freedom for them to speak up. So for me, I think uh, building that agency becomes one of the key goals for empowerment uh, for me. Because when people have agency, they take full responsibility of their own lives and uh, the decisions around what happens around them. I see. And in addition to women empowerment, you also cater to children's rights. What sparked that flame within you to bring that positivity to this world? Well, um, Nelson Mandela once said that um, the future of a, a nation uh, or the state of a nation will be seen or known by its children. So children largely are the uh, the future of today, I would actually say not even for the future. Mm. They are the, the, the custodians of uh, this world. And um, if we protect them, if we empower them, I think we'll have a greater humanity ahead of us. Um, and just to add that... Um, from a Christian perspective, as I'm a Christian, you know, children are a heritage yeah. or are a blessing to us. So, um, you know, making sure that children uh, live for fulfilled lives um, is one of the things that God commands us to do. I see. Some may say we have come a long way in the strides of achieving gender equality, but clearly we have a long way to go. As a women's rights activist, yeah. what actions are you taking and what else needs to be done to see that happen? Yeah, I mean, gender equality is, is a big phrase and uh, it's been there for a very long yes. time. Um, and reports, yeah, reports are now showing, particularly the Sustainable Development Goal reports are showing that uh, not any country will actually meet uh, goal number five uh, of uh, gender equality. And, and, and it alludes to so many challenges that governments are having, uh, resources, uh, lack of political will, uh, and all of those things that, um, you know, derail uh, progress. But in terms of myself as a gender activist, what is it that I'm doing at the moment? Um, I'm actually a goodwill ambassador for an organization called um, Push Women Network in uh, Zambia. So my role is really to speak up and speak out to challenge uh, systems and barriers uh, that hinder women and young girls to take their rightful place um, in society. And then I also, as you might know, I work for World Vision International. Um, I'm this global senior advisor. Yeah, so um, every day I work with different uh, countries across 100 countries to precisely make sure that the programs that are being uh, delivered and developed within the communities take into account uh, the needs and um, uh, strategic needs of women and girls, and in some contexts, you know, needs of, of men uh, and boys. Uh, and then um, also in my company, like you mentioned, in Wodongo Detergents, we've got an interesting empowerment program where uh, we have our customers that buy our products in bulk at factory prices, and they're able to resell at uh, a very good profit that helps them to sustain their, their livelihoods. So it's not just about selling the products, also about getting them to earn an extra income and on the business themselves. So I, I, I think that is a part of empowerment. But overall, I think um, 
you know, governments and, and communities still have a role to play to advance gender equality. And I think uh, for governments, uh, they need to, to explore how they can more uh, intentionally protect the rights of women uh, and the young girls, especially against um, gender-based violence. And I think we're now in 16 days of uh, activism against gender-based violence. I think that uh, we have great laws in most instances, but then the implementation is very slow mm. and enforceability of those laws is very slow. And I think for communities, I would, I would imagine that um, we need to begin to, to be vigilant as community members, to be each other's brothers and, and sisters keepers, to report any forms of violence, uh, to report any uh, perpetrators that are, are wanting to push for uh, certain cultures and so on that um, continue to, to marginalize and discriminate against women. So I think we, we all have a role to play, in my view, to push for gender equality. I see. And focusing on culture, you did bring it up. How important is it to somewhat reshape our culture, especially from in Africa? How important is it to reshape our culture to promote women rather than put them in a role based off the gender roles we have grown and known within our continent? Yeah, yeah, I think that's a, a tough one because um, what what has happened in communities is that, um, and even in, in, in the societies where we're living mm -hmm. now, Leander, is that uh, gender, gender norms and gender uh, attitudes are primarily driven by uh, what we call um, social constructs. So it's what society has constructed to be the roles and responsibilities of men and women in, in the society. And to, to they have put each one of us, these sexes, men, and women in boxes to yeah. say men are supposed to do this. Women are supposed to feel this way. And so the first step for me, I think, to deal with uh, uh, addressing uh, cultural norms and gender norms is to deconstruct those societal constructs yeah. so that we start seeing each other first as human beings before you see uh, each one as a, a, a male or female. And, and also to begin to look at what is it that I can bring to the table as a woman, uh, as opposed to saying, you know, you need to sit here and then I'll look after you or I'll do this for you. What is it? So seeing the role of women in society, it becomes another piece that we need uh, to, to be looking at. Then the way we raise our boys as well, I've spoken about this many times in many interviews, um, again, talks to social constructs. Yeah. We have to make sure that um, we, we teach the boys that it is okay to cry, it's, it is okay to love, it is okay to tender for others, it is okay to serve others. Yeah. Um, and equally for women you know, and girls, it is okay for girls to be strong, to be aggressive, to speak out. I I think we need to begin in our homes, in our churches, in our societies to speak about those things and teach our boys and girls that, you know, it is okay to do what boys do and what girls do. I see. And as an entrepreneur, what challenges were you faced with and were any of them based off gender? Well, um, in fact, I, I wanted to say that uh, personally, as a CEO and founder of Udongo Detergents, uh, I've not personally faced any gender-based challenges in, in my business. But I know that uh, so many women entrepreneurs uh, have a number of other challenges, like lack of fi financing or funding to start their businesses. Um, you know, we have also sometimes... Uh, family restrictions, home family restrictions, where you have maybe a, a, a wife who's not allowed
allowed to uh, do any business by, by their husband. And then some of them have just limited knowledge on how to, to run a business or even how to start a business. Um, and then as women, as you might know, women have a lot of caregiving roles in society. So sometimes balancing to be an entrepreneur and a caregiver at home can be such a challenge uh, um, for most women. I see. And with all you have achieved and experienced, what advice would you give to the future generation? Yeah, um, for the future generation, I think uh, I've got maybe just two pieces of advice. Um, the first one is that, um, especially young girls, they should not give up on their dreams because the future does really look bright and it's female, so they say. Uh, there are quite a lot of opportunities for women now. Women just need to, and young girls just need to step, step up and uh, grab those opportunities. The second one is, is somewhat a cliche, um, you know, and, and my, my mother always says that, um, you know, to be successful is not magic. She always says, not abracadabra, it's hard work. <laughs> yeah. So yes, it is hard work, but um, for me, I think it goes beyond hard work. So for the young girls and young boys who are out there, I think um, it is important for them to master their skill uh, so that, um, particularly for the young girls, so that um, it's uh, being a woman is not the only reason that they're being employed or they're being given that opportunity. So um, it, they have to be professional uh, first before they're a woman. They have to master their skill. So I think it's important for, for young girls, particularly out there, to identify what is it that I'm good at? What is the skill that will build my dream? that I want to become. So, you know, if you're a public speaker, for example, build that skill. You know, if you're a sales lady or salesman, build that skill. If you are into graphic designs, uh, be good at it, be a master at it. Uh, and then, then, you know, that will help you to, to build your dream. So it's not just about being a woman. We do not want being a woman to become a default position to get access to equal opportunities. We want to compete equally and squarely, you know, first as professionals and then as women. Thank you for that, Barbara. Well, with that, Barbara, I will be ending the podcast. I would like to thank you so much for joining the African Report. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure. Right. Bye-bye.